welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. I'm the kettle that Sonia claimed to be buying. I'm still waiting to be picked up. Emma. And I'm the ancient spirit that haunts the Queen Vic bust and caused the boat to sink. Connor. What have we got coming up this week, Connor? Well, since it's the 35th anniversary special, we have your weekly roundup covering all of this week's episodes. But because it's the special, we won't be having any slapping downs or heroes. No, instead, we are going to be taking part in a memorial for Denny. And we're going to be hearing what you have to say about this week in A20 Spotlight. And of course, we'll be playing a few games like Classic Guess Who and discussing just a few of our favourite things about EastEnders history. But first, here's the anniversary jingle. Dun, 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 stinks in here, doesn't it? Enjoy your flight. Bradley! How's Adam? Where's my son? Where's Denny? You'll never get me out the Vic. It was me. I killed Archie. Hello, Phil. Now you know what it's like to be me! Played my trumpet. What do you think I did? What a night to be alive! Well, we hope you enjoyed our anniversary special jingle. Ooh. One week only. <laughs> yes, it's a one-off. It's a one-off. Like us. One-offs. Unique. We were trying to figure out how to do Kathy's voice, so I just came oh up with whatever I could. That was <laughs> the funniest. It was so bad. It was when it was like, hello, Phil. I sounded like Grant at one point. I was like, <laughs> hello, Phil. <laughs> hello, Phil. <laughs> hello, princess. Like, it wasn't. It was that just loads it. of voices of us going, hello, Phil. Hello, hello Phil. Hello. Hello, Phil. just so you know we don't know how to do kathy's voice even after all of that we still haven't quite managed to get it perfect i think emma's was the closest the grant one will be at the end of this episode we couldn't resist we're putting a special outtake for you yeah it has to be in there but we're still reeling still reeling oh this week's been traumatic denny and not just denny dot's not coming back from island dot's staying in island she's staying with father dominic (laughs) Who we only now have realised we have been calling the wrong name. It's Father Dermot. What kind of EastEnders podcast are we? (laughs) To be fair, Redwater is all about people calling people by the wrong names. True, Kathleen. Kathleen. Because look at Kathleen, right? Kathleen named Dermot actually Luke originally. True. And then like, it's just such an anomaly. And then he just decided his name was Dermot or whoever adopted him decided his name was Dermot. And then he went around. Then we called him Dominic. Yeah, we called him Dominic and he went around drowning everyone, all of his family and stuff. It was great. I love Red Water. (laughs) Speaking of drowning, let's get on with the show. Linda's still drinking from the bottle. Meanwhile, Mix Hayden and a Betten. Yes, we're back. We're back to Linda's drinking storyline. But we're also in the midst of another another story, aren't we? Mick has been helping Whitney cover up her body. Terrible. Where, where to begin, Emma? Well, I think the cat fighting the Vic. Has to, has to. What My a God. great way to open the show. That was everything that all of us have been waiting for for years. I mean, Shirley and Linda have literally said it themselves, didn't they, when they were like, I've been waiting to do that for years. <laughs> That's how we have felt because we knew that Linda and Shirley had this rivalry, this heated rivalry for years. 
and then to see them actually go at it was just brilliant. <laughs> and you know, like when they were smashing each other into things, I wanted the jukebox to get hit again. Like, you know, when Chrissy got yeah, rounded yeah, yeah. by Dan. And then like Cat later on was like, there's a great big stonk and crack in it. <laughs> like, I'd love, I'd loved a moment like that. But the tussle was everything. The tussle was everything that I wanted. And more. I mean, I don't think Linda thought this through because Shirley's very hard. Like, she looks hard. She looks like a hard-faced woman, doesn't she? <laughs> I wouldn't mess with Shirley. No, you wouldn't. If you saw her down a dark alley, you'd probably turn around and you know, oh, get yeah. a taxi out of there. <laughs> so Tina walked in during the fight. Oh, please, where to begin? What was she wearing? Um, that um, was an interesting choice. That's a very interesting bold. choice. Very bold. bold. It was almost like something I could imagine Billy Ellish wearing. Yes. Yes. Like Sesame Street mass murderer <laughs> who skins the Muppets alive. I think it was more... It was, was it part of a trousers or was it part of a boot so the, weird the big furry the big pink furry yeah. stuff who even made that <laughs> outfit where did she buy that that's clearly not from primark but on from fashion faux pas we did get a lovely moment after the fight didn't we yeah and shirley said which i find a bit odd that she was jealous of mick's relationship with linda but she has to remember that's his wife yeah it is a bit odd what is she jealous of? I was so It's given us Oedipus vibes, yeah. Like, you know, the, the mother who sleeps with her son in Greek tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very Oedipus vibes there. No, but I did like, though, that she said that, like, Linda and Mick were, like, endgame and kind mm. of thing. And, you know, that she's, she's obviously a big stan of, of Minda. <laughs> like, I, I, that was so reassuring because, obviously, we all... We all love Mick and Linda. Like, I think everyone who watches EastEnders loves them. Um, and it's just so sad that, like, they've came to this place. So it was nice to see Shirley, like, saying, listen, regardless of how I feel about you and Mick, regardless of how I feel about you personally, like, it's so sad that you're just going to throw your entire marriage away. And it was it was great. It was like Shirley was being, like, you know, like the hero of the piece and was it managed to convince Linda to leave a voicemail they were all leaving voicemails this it was week, wasn't, wasn't it? it why don't they just wait until they answer the phone ring them back yeah just ring them back. give them a text yeah or go see them if it's that important well he was with whitney wasn't he so she wasn't happy yeah probably about that probably not the best so she wasn't gonna go over there true true no, no, and too right I, know. I mean i think mick got a bit more than he bargained for when he walked through that door <laughs> so a dead man just lying there <laughs> sorry i i just called you and can you imagine getting a phone like, call from oh, a friend great. or like an ex or something and you just walk into their house thinking oh i don't know if it's what gonna be need? like yeah. netflix and chill or if it's gonna be like you know it just like do you want to go to the shops or the cinema and then you walk in and there's a dead body just sitting in the kitchen, <laughs> just chilling out. <laughs> so yes, Mick decides he's going to help clean up this mess. I'm not sure how, because his his rational thought process oh, was, let's take the knife, let's ferry you onto the boat party. You get some alibis that you've been there. Alibi that you've been there. Uh, does he realise that an autopsy on that body will come back telling them roughly when he died? And it certainly won't be when Whitney's on that boat. <laughs> That's got to be what about twenty to thirty minute journey to the boat. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're going to make a mistake when you're autopsy in that body. You're like, oh, it's been dead for about three hours prior to the boat. And then she's just went off to have fun on the yeah, boat. Yeah, she'll look even more psychopathic. <laughs> that looks, yeah, that looks even worse. Yeah, I just love it. <laughs> Killed a man. Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. But yeah, so he just buries her off like Cinderella, doesn't he? If the knife fits the bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did love how she just put it in her bag. I know. Like, that's mean. not suspicious either, Whitney. It's going to be all over her, in, like, the inside of her bag, all that DNA. Also, like, Leo's prints would have been on that knife. Yeah. So how is she going to go down for this? Because there's no way on earth any rational court, to me, would sentence a person who has, you know, made numerous complaints about being stalked and then also her stalk has fingerprints are on this knife and she's saying, oh yeah, I tried to kill her, so I stabbed him. How would you go down for that? Well, now she's left his body, oh, done true. a run at the ball party. Yeah. <laughs> Covering up the crime. Yeah, they're probably not the smartest of ideas. Yeah, made it look a thousand times more guilty. It's the way she was like, no, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. And then Mick's like, yeah, just, you know, just it's go. the only way we can get you out of this situation. Well done, Mick. <laughs> great. great thinking, Mick. I loved when he was like, I can't get rid of that body, do I later on as well? She's like, so what the heck was your plan? <laughs> Mick had no plan. He just I wanted to go this. to his both Yeah, party. he did. He just thought, let's just do the party and sort this mess out later. <laughs> and then Linda saw them. Oh, she? she did. And she wasn't happy. Oh, watching. No. Did you see the, the glare she gave them when she saw them coming out of, Whitney's, uh, out of Dot's house? She's like, like that, staring at them. I know you can't obviously see my facial, facial <laughs> but expressions. But he's doing the same expression. I'm, I'm doing the expressions. He could, yeah, that's Dot's house Leo's lying in. I know, it's so disrespectful. <sighs> Just letting that man rot in, in our war Dot's house. Oh, no. She's only an island. What if she wanted to come back for a cup of tea? No. Like uh, our son? <laughs> it's a good job she hasn't come back. She'll have a hard time. She'll walk through that back door. Wouldn't she? At least it's not always open like Phil's. True, true. I mean, Leo locked all the doors and windows, didn't he, before? So... You know, he's kind of, he's helped, helped cover up his own crime. <laughs> True. <laughs> he's inept in death as he was <laughs> in life. <laughs> so Linda, obviously annoyed and thinking that Mickney's back on, decides to basically say, everyone on the on the, the bus now, we're leaving. And the driver's like, no. And he's, she's like, yes. Yeah, she's very authoritative. Wasn't she? She's like, get going now. Now. <laughs> Get a, get a drink and then she's just, you know, partying away by herself, drinking from the bottle and whilst everyone gets sailed away on their, on their magical, magical bus all the way to that boat party where God knows what else will happen. Oh, I wonder. And like, that's not going to end well. Yeah. Doesn't start well. She like start off with a, a speech about Whitney and me. Oh, yeah. She basically just calls Whitney a tart, essentially. Talks about how much younger and more beautiful she is than Linda and um, slags off Mick, St. Mick, for apparently going there. Well, and she you know, might be suspicious, but you've got to remember that Whitney's lipstick changed halfway through that episode. True. So True. Good call out there, Emma, because that was true. One minute it was bright red, next it wasn't there. It was just like Keanu's hair, wasn't it? Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for later. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like getting ready for a boat party after you've kidnapped someone. Do you know who else had a sudden change? Jack. Suddenly he changed from being a random policeman who kind of only got involved in people's business when they made him involved in their business. You know, the, the good old bent cop routine. However, for some reason he just became Leo and started stalking Whitney all night, pestering her about why she wasn't like happy or something. What's wrong, Whitney? You all right, Whitney? Like I was like, Jesus, Jack, are you trying to take it's her like to bed? I knew what happened. I know. Like, you all right, <gasps> Whitney? Maybe he's psychic. Maybe he <gasps> Maybe killed he Leo. <laughs> Maybe it's like Chrissy Watts. You know, like after after oh, yeah. Whit left the room, Jack comes in and clobbers him. <laughs> Not a throwback to, you know, an old anniversary episode. Imagine if that actually happens. That would like be they'll brilliant. do a flashback and it's actually Jack. That would be 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I was so determined to try and help yeah. Whitney. <laughs> I love how she was trying to dispose of the knife out of her bag yeah. and there's Jack. And obviously Jack is like, why have you got a knife? Yeah, he's been like, why have you got a, a knife there? I so mean, Mick pretends it's for the cake. Yeah. Also, where was this cake? I didn't see I a didn't cake. I didn't see a cake. I would have liked to have seen a cake. Me too, because I wanted to know what it looked like. Was mm. it shaped like the Queen Victoria's head? <gasps> that would have been a good cake. Peggy Mitchell cake? <laughs> that would have been everything. Just like big, bouffant, <laughs> blonde hair. I, I did like how they had all the old photos in the background. Oh, excellent. Nice. Give us like a bit of a flashback to, you know, Mel's web of pictures. <gasps> oh, that fantastic. Was, that was they should just, have done that. They should have done that. Mel knows how to decorate. <laughs> should have gotten that ghost online. So yes. Whilst all of this shenanigans, all of these maddening moments are going on on that boat. Poor Sonia's coming off of a shift <gasps> all the way back at the square. She comes off a shift, comes home, thinking, I'm going to make myself a cuppa. <laughs> Long day. Long day. Get Long me slippers day. on. Make myself a cuppa. She shuffles into the kitchen. There's a dead body. <laughs> I can imagine. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just go, you know, oh. Oh, I mean, Whitney didn't leave a note or anything. <laughs> it's a bit like, do you know how like you can get those big rugs that are like stuffed bears and stuff? Like, you know where it's like... <laughs> no. <laughs> I love, I love what I do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. actually, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, where it's like a bear's head in there. Like I've seen the polar bear one. Yes, that's like, it. Yes. I'm that's with you it. now. Maybe that's what they should have just done to Leo. I was picturing something very different. <laughs> well, like a hairy man. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing like a full on bear but in the shape of a carpet <laughs> with his head on top oh my god I'm actually going into carpet right <laughs> I'll, I'll have him I'll have him I'll have the Leo one <laughs> yeah like maybe she should have just pretended that that's what it was oh it's just a really realistic human rug <laughs> or she could have just said ah oh, he's human furniture you know those people who like to like and pretend they're furniture yeah yeah, he could have just been a um, like a mat or something. <laughs> Living his best life as a mat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he doesn't have a pulse or anything and he is starting to whiff a bit, but he's just playing. <laughs> he's part just, of the game, part of the game. He's just enjoying his life. So yes, plus Sonia is just traumatised, obviously. You, then, as you would be. And I love her reaction because she kind of just goes... <laughs> closes the door. And <laughs> 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 just goes and says the front door. She's just oh. like... <gasps> Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, answer the front door. She's very Why would you answer the front door when you've oh, just seen that? A dead body. Guys, come in, have yeah. a look. He's here for one night only. <laughs> tickets on the door, tickets on the door. <laughs> a real authentic dead Leo. <laughs> <laughs> come and see him before he goes off. <laughs> just the whole country on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia's uh, making money out of it. Five pound a ticket. I love that. <laughs> so yeah, like she lets the police in. I mean, we basically thought that was it, didn't we? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to start a free Sonia campaign. No. I, I genuinely thought. Justice for Dr. Son. Imagine. We'd have to get, be like when they had to do the free Deirdre. Yeah, to a yeah. of. Little bar, like a little face stick now of bars. <laughs> I got my t-shirts planned yeah. and everything. We we're, did, you know, we did. We're going to have some good merch for everyone. We were. Everyone was going to have free Sonia merch. Uh-huh. But luckily, as we know, it's the nice go on. Yeah. But okay. Sonia's okay. Sonia's fine. Sonia's fine. She's safe. But we'll safe. get onto that later. I mean, she's not fine. <laughs> she's, I mean, she, yeah, you wouldn't be fine. She's not fine with the news that she gets, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she's she's all right. Hey, what a night for our son. All things considered, she 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 had a good you know a hard night, didn't she? Hard night. 
All she wanted to do was go to Bristol. I know. And see the see Book the of Book Mormon. Of Mormon. Good show, by the way. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's good. I've watched okay. it. Not in Bristol. <laughs> I'm sure it's spectacular there. We'll have to ask Son. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the boat. So Stuart and Mick finally had the heart-to-heart I was wanting about Emma, addictions. Emma has been saying this literally for as long as Linda has had. I mean, even before that as well. Like, as long as Linda had the addiction storyline, Emma, you were saying this. You were saying Stuart this Stuart was the, the perfect time. person to talk to. Yes. He's had his own addictions. He's had to help Rainy with hers. Yes. And obviously Stuart and uh, Mick have history. Uh-huh. Yes, they had the awkward prison bit, you know. Yeah, the whole bit where <laughs> he's like mad and evil. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but in this case, this is where he could talk to them yeah. about it. And to finally see that happen, I was like, yes. They must listen. They must listen. <laughs> they must listen. Because that was something that you have asked for since the beginning of this storyline. I thought, because that's the only way they can really, because on the square, they can't just keep them apart. They're going to have yes. to mend the relationship, even though everything that's happened, it's pretty hard to mend that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but Torment this is... the sister, <laughs> and, you know, get her sent to jail, almost, you know, doing things to Linda. You <laughs> like... know, he's done a lot of evil things. Yeah. But I know because they all live on the square, they'll end up having to communicate at some point. Yeah, so course. this was the only way they could try and build some bridges there. Yeah. And I'm glad that they did it because to me, it's like you say, Stuart's the only one with any real experience that can yeah. help. Like other than Sharon, which I don't know that they're going to go down that route now. But oh, like, she's got bigger she's, things She's on got her, her mind. own problems, <laughs> her own issues now dealing with. But yeah, now that they are bringing Stuart back into it, I do feel a little bit like, yay, like we're going to get some more Mick and Stuart interactions. We're going to get some more help for Linda, hopefully. because oh, please. Because, God, this story is her... Like, uh, it's good, obviously. I don't mean it's like horrendous <laughs> in a bad way. I mean, it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliantly, brilliantly played. executed. It's a great storyline, yeah. Uh, done. But it's horrible for Linda. Yeah, it's horrible for her yeah. to be going through and all Because we all love problems. Linda. It's hard for us to see, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I get what you mean. You get what I mean. I'm not slagging the storyline <laughs> off. I love this. It's not like Dark Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realised I feel like I'm in, in this outfit <laughs> I'm wearing today you're wearing your dark outfit dark yeah. Emma <laughs> so they have their little tete-a-tete they have their little you know their little convo their little heart-to-heart but below deck Linda's on the hunt for a bottle uh-oh I mean this always happens isn't it she's just one of them big speeches where she calls Saint Mick out and then she goes out for a you know a quick quick drink that turns into a, a few quick drinks. And then before you know it, she's on the floor or sleeping and the house is burning. But, but this, this time, time, it's a boat crash. Yeah. Mo thinks they've hit an iceberg. Yeah. Mo thinks there's an iceberg in the Thames. <laughs> Don't know how that would happen. Freak Frost, maybe? <laughs> Mr. Freeze? Like, just comes across <laughs> and just creates one. <laughs> I was thinking of Mr. Frosty. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. The little things. I had one of them, you know. I did. I also had the penguin one as well. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love how we're talking about like <laughs> Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> this is just typical A20, isn't it? We go off tangent. <laughs> so yes, icebergs aside, the water starts to rise. It was like kind of reverse of the disaster that hit last time when, uh, when Linda was drinking from the bottle. Because last time it was a fire. This time it's water. Oh yeah. A little bit of contrast there. So yes, it's starting to rise. <laughs> she's a little bit worried because she's just woken up after the boat crashes and um, her foot's jammed. And she's kind of like just floating in the water aimlessly. Mick to the rescue. St. Mick, as always. Oh, yeah. 
Saint really Mick. living up to the name he there. really does I'm not being funny <laughs> Saint Mick is almost like Dr. Son where you yeah. know like whenever there's a disaster it's like who do you call it's Dr. Son <laughs> now it's like Saint Mick who are you going to call Dr. Son <laughs> that's <laughs> right <laughs> you know it's not an E20 if we don't start singing as well randomly Mick and Linda are obviously struggling to try and keep their head above the water don't stop reading into that song either <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally sat like do not sing do not sing <laughs> and um and as the war's rising Linda's like listen just leave us I don't know why Mick just I know like obviously it would hurt just break it break it or just pull it to the point where oh, like yeah. it just rips a chunk of our skin off because <laughs> yes <Ew. laughs> lovely images I know sorry about the imagery there guys I know it'll be horrific but it's better than drowning in a, yeah. in a room. As I say, for the second that's going to hurt yeah. of the break, exactly. I'd rather that than die. Yeah. If I had to choose. Yeah. So the water's rising. Mick's struggling. He's not breaking our foot anytime soon. And Linda's basically like, you have to leave. You have to go for Ollie. Ollie needs you. you you're better than me. All of this. And he's like, listen, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you, baby. Um, You know, like all of the lovely Mick and Linda stuff that we all love. They obviously confess that they love each other still, which is just so good because I am sick of the <laughs> bloody divorce threat. Oh, no. Oh, so sad. It was so traumatic. It was so traumatic. I still don't know what they're going to do about the Vic, though, because she's a recovering alcoholic. Yes, that's still a big thing. But I'm glad the divorce for. is yeah. not going ahead. Good, good. Glad the divorce is, is off the cards now. A bit and of trauma brings them together. Exactly. You know, this, classic EastEnders. Classic EastEnders. Nothing like terror and fear and horrible, horrible pain to bring everyone <laughs> together. It's true. It's true. Just say no. No. Just say no. Just say no. This is for you, Bex. Just say no. Clearly, she didn't watch Grange Hill as a kid because, well, probably too young. Probably too young, actually. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forget that we're like the crib keepers. Um, <laughs> all those saddles who really then act like we are not in our 20s and like we're really old. The thing is, though, is that I do think that we've got old souls. I mean, like, we do. Back when like I was like 13, I was like watching classic EastEnders on gold, Same? And watching like The Bill on gold, <laughs> and watching like Bread and Grange Hill. Like, <laughs> Gold, what a channel. Oh, what a channel. Yeah, they used Great to do channel. EastEnders all the time. Did, yeah. So yes, Bex should have really been watching Gold because then she could have watched about Grange Hill, heard that song and just thought, maybe I shouldn't take pills. Instead, Bex. <laughs> Where to begin? Bex basically decides, even though I almost overdosed on pills once. And was addicted when she yes. was going to be going to uni and she needed to do the exams. To Adderall or whatever it was. Yeah. She thought, nah, let's take some pills. Let's take some molly. Also, guys, don't ever take pills. Just say no. <laughs> well, she went and collected it from... Someone who looked very scary. Firstly, yes. She looked very scary. She did, didn't she? She looked very scary. If you saw her down dark alley, you'd be frightened. But what area was she in? She was in the deck collecting area. The dodge area, exactly. Her neighbour was clearly that Lucy lookalike. Definitely. I bet Martin's been around and collected some debts. Tubbs was probably still around there. <gasps> Maybe that's where he around. is. Oh, that might be where he lives. That oh, makes sense. Could be. I would like to see a little bit more of this area, actually. The dodge area of Albert Square. I think we need to see that. Maybe that's what they're going to do, because they keep showing work they a little do. bit. They do. They keep Tiny little bits. Well, anyway, it must be a very reputable place, because Dottie... 
<laughs> Dottie is the one who suggested <laughs> it, didn't she? She went, listen, Bex, you want your hit? You go to this, this, this house, this place, this woman, she'll sort you out. Don't you worry, sweetheart. Don't you worry. <laughs> She's got the stuff for you. <laughs> Naturally, because she looks so crooked, you could just tell something bad was going to happen. Oh, but, yes. But Bex being the naive child that she is, she took those pills and ran. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Denny's bullying someone. Yes, he's bullying Bobby and Dottie finds out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of form for Denny because, I mean, he bullied the Taylor's kids and he's bullied a few kids throughout his time. He's a bit of a go-to bully, isn't he? It's like kind of his character. Mm. But I think he's taking it to a different level when he's now doing, yeah. like, Islamophobic, like, hate speech I mean, he's set up a special account yeah. that is just targeting Bobby and using these photos. Yeah, it's like one of those bots on like Twitter that yeah. like just just like automated sending abuse to people. Like that is what it's a bit like. And he was like proper taking his troll into a different level. Now it's seriously dangerous. Now it's actually getting people who aren't even part of the square or, you know, don't even really know Bobby to really start hating him. Yeah, because he gets beaten up later in that day. Yes, yeah. He's just walking along with Ikra and Habiba and... um. They meet a bunch of like lads, like your typical kind of like average blokes who look very scary in themselves. And then they decide to start harassing Bobby because they've seen something of him online. They know of him from Denny's like hate speech online. They pester Habiba and Ikra a bit. Bobby tries to get involved. And what ends up happening is Bobby gets really, really hurt. So Bobby's been hurt and we go to, or earlier in the day, mm. Sharon was saying to Ian, like she was giving him advice yes. because obviously his relationship with Bobby is broken down because mm-hmm. of how he's been treating Bobby. Yeah, it's just very weird. It's came out of nowhere, this yeah. whole like Ian hating Bobby thing. And she says, every second with your son is precious. And what's happening is Denny's bullying Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby's now been hurt. And then at this point we were like, oh, oh is Denny going to die? Denny's going to snuff it. And it was one of those moments where you think, oh, God. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? It was like, oh, that's it's the shadowing. That's potence that right there. That is her saying, he's going to go. Denny's gone. Denny's gone. A child's going to die. That's what she was saying in that sentence. I thought it was really good as well that Sharon actually said it though, because like, I feel like Ian has just forgotten this. Like, a few months ago, he was like loving Denny and like saying, listen, what you did was a bad thing, but that doesn't mean you have to be a bad person for the rest of your life. That was literally one of his lines. And now he's like, no, no, you're a murderer. A little bit confused on Ian's mentality at the moment. But having said that, Sharon's words of wisdom do melt down those horrible icy walls inside of his heart now. And um, he gets a call and... He gets a call, doesn't he? In his mind, it might be too late because Bobby's got a bleed on the brain and he's now rushed to hospital and... Things aren't looking great. Sharon's words are definitely ringing in his ears at this Mm -hmm. moment. Like, what have I done? Yeah. And he's feeling very guilty. He's feeling very responsible for not being there when Bobby needed him the most. So he rushes to the hospital, but Dottie tells Bex in the meantime yes. that she knows what's happening with Bobby and who it is, and that it's Denny. She says, don't do anything, I'll sort it. Yeah, what was she going to do to him? I would like to know what she was planning. Murder him? Like, <laughs> was she going to kill him? She's Nick Cotton's daughter, after all. True. Bex doesn't listen. No. So she texts Ian. I mean, this I mean is have the completely... courtesy to ring him in that situation, Bex. Like, Completely inappropriate. By the way, your son's been getting horrifically cyberbullied by Denny. Kiss. See you next Wednesday for lunch. So while Ian's storming off, 
out the hospital because he's just received this text yeah, from he gets her, that which text. is weird because if you think about it, Ian comes to see Bobby, Kathy does, but Kathy goes off to help Sharon give birth. And... Of course, because that's the natural thing <laughs> yeah. that you do, just run off. And Ian runs off to go and, as we later find out, lock Denny in a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They all just care so much about Bobby. New Peter arrives to see Bobby <gasps> though, doesn't he? Doesn't he? And he's very tall. And very handsome. And very handsome. Very handsome. Very handsome. I thought, you're never going to be able to replace Ben Hardy. You're never going to be able to replace... I mean, they, they haven't yet replaced him in my, you know, my heart. But <laughs> It's still got a while to go, have they? Still got a little bit to go. But, but, I'm glad that they've chosen this person. I think everyone will agree. We now can drool over this new <laughs> Peter Peel. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we're all very excited by his arrival. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> so, yeah, I just mentioned that Ian had went to lock Denny in a cupboard. So, yeah, he, yeah, he's he on goes the off, hunt, isn't he? He goes off to the boat rather than stay with Bobby because he's got Bex's text. Yes. And I don't know what he was intending to do to Denny. It's yeah. very, very strange. He's searching everywhere. So he's making it pretty obvious he's looking for Denny. He's like, where's Denny? Where's Denny? Yeah. And then decides to... Once so he, he, he gets him and just locks him in a cupboard. And I don't even get it. because he was Denny's like... like Trying to send a voicemail to Sharon, like, Ian's locked me in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone sending voicemails and texts to people? <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. I think that's for, like, aftermath. Yeah, so everything is, gets connected back. You, everyone knows what everyone else has been up to. All of their secrets will all come to light. Yeah, that is yeah. what it is, isn't it? But then he's been locked in a blooming cupboard, like, Harry Potter or something. Like, yeah. He has. He's, it's like the, the evil auntie and uncle who used to lock Harry Potter in his cupboard. Except Ian's just kind of started to wander away. And leave Denny literally locked in a strange place <laughs> with no one knowing that he's there. And his voicemail won't send. Yeah. What could go wrong? What yeah, could what, go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong here? Meanwhile. Our son's got a, a little guest around, hasn't she? Just the police. Just the police. You know. Just, I mean. You know, she's got a dead body in her kitchen. Don't worry. You know. Don't worry. They don't need a cover or anything. I <laughs> love that bit. You know, that is the standard thing you do as well, isn't it? When, like, the police, you know, it, well, I'm, I'm only saying it from tv world to be fair like i've never had an encounter with a police officer <laughs> when say. they come to my house but like you know tv world wise like every time they turn up on a tv show the person always goes would you like a cup of tea well sonia's got no manners because she's like nah not gonna invite you for a cup of tea because i know i'll have to show you that dead body in the back um and obviously first she's like oh my god are they here for him i mean that would be fast work wouldn't it i know <laughs> but yes. she doesn't know she's just come home from work and found him there she's been gone a while true and then sonia bless her heart is sat there expecting the worst and instead gets even worse news bex has taken contaminated drugs with like rat poison and stuff in oh yeah, great night for Sonia. Just came off a very long, hard shift and now has that. I love how they said, we know it's bad news, but are you okay? Because she seemed extra... Panicky. Panicky. Yeah, wouldn't shocked. you panic? Your daughter's somewhere else and potentially has bought contaminated drugs. Like, that's a very like weird reaction of the police to have. It was, and then I also remember that she is still thinking... Dead I need body. you to leave there's a dead body in the kitchen yeah dead body in the kitchen <laughs> smelling smelling a bit now like, I just love how she claimed she was going to have to buy a kettle at like yeah. whatever time at night that was yeah I love that oh that's ex- yeah I was just going there yeah oh uh, yeah can you give us a lift <laughs> yeah pop over to Argos <laughs> get one of their value range kettles in the meantime she isn't going for a kettle once the police are out there and she doesn't have to make them a cupboard she's phoning Bex yeah but Bex has took a couple of pills because 
she didn't feel the effects of the first one, so she thought, I'll have some more. She'll be feeling them now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was. She did not look well at all. Oh, she looked very bad. I mean, she looked very, it was very scary, touch and go, actually, like, to me, as a viewer. I was sat there going, oh, my God, what if it's Mexico's? We've all been seeing it might be too obvious, but what if it is her anyway? <laughs> yeah, so true though. <laughs> Could have been. And then thankfully she's got like some level of support there with her on that boat. Because I mean, she is still in the danger zone really. She's in the middle of the Thames. She's on a boat. There's no, not really any way of getting to hospital from here. But thankfully she has Cush and Kathleen. Kathleen. <laughs> it's got to be Kathleen. <laughs> you know most. You know I did so like well. when they were looking after her and Dottie comes over and Kat goes to her. What have you done? Yeah, yeah. Like just straight away. Knew exactly. Clearly you. To blame. Knew You're exactly. Nick Cotton's daughter. Imagine what Sonia's going to say when she <gasps> finds out that Dottie is the one who is basically responsible for Bex getting onto drugs anyway in the first place, but also getting some more. And especially knowing Bex's history. Exactly. <sighs> Dr. Son's going to be not so happy. She's going to yeah. go dark, Son. <laughs> oh God, she can't have her jacket out. <laughs> off she goes. jacket out. She'll go <laughs> collecting with tops. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I quite like that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could patch up anyone who they hit by with a car, couldn't she? Exactly. So it's I think right. it would have a different, a different, a different element al- to angle. it. Yeah. yeah. Dark son. <laughs> Dark son, but also saviour. All at the same time. And also, it would still make sense when we say it wrong. You know, like when we say Doc Sonia. It oh, would yeah. still sound like a doctor. So it would still make sense. It would still work. It would still work. I'm actually all for that now. Yeah. We'll write it ourselves. We'll start that. <laughs> Fan fiction. <laughs> so Kathleen to the rescue, not so much. But they're being there to support Bex and are, are providing some level of help. Meanwhile. The boat crashes again. The boat's crashing. day number two and we get to see it again. <laughs> I know, I love that. Boat's crashing. Danny's not only just trapped, the water is oh rising. Gosh. And he is very scared. Ian's fumbling around with the keys. Oh, yeah. So he gets the keys and he can't get the right one in because oh there were so God. many keys on that key. Why was it? It was like the, was so those keys. stereotypical Janet that keys, you know, where <laughs> it it's got was? like millions. It's like, where did he get them? The Tower of London. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just need to get this antique key from around this <laughs> antique key ring. <laughs> That's why Ian was gone so long. Yeah. <laughs> Had to run all the way back to the tower. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Denny. Turns just, out the key was... <laughs> and he's just going to lock Denny in there later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, can't, can't get it. Then the keys just drop. And he, he doesn't expense. really look for no. them at all, does no. he? He kind of just goes, no. I love it. I love them. it. He puts his hand down like once and then he's like, oh. I mean, if he was on the crystal maze, that would have been a, a loss, <gasps> that, that, wouldn't would it? That would be such a loss. If, he'd lo- if he just left it, normally <laughs> then people don't give up. When they drop a crystal <laughs> into the water, they're like, <laughs> trying to find it. Maybe Ian needed to do a practice on the crystal maze. Should have. That's why, well, if he'd been on the crystal maze, he would have lost. He would have been trapped in that room. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, well he, he, he did. <laughs> he was anyway. I mean, to be fair, Ian at that point decided in like the worst way possible to just decide to leave him. That was so weird because it kind of done the so obvious that he was end. going to leave him as well because Danny's yeah. going Ian and it's just like not saying anything. Ian's in that moment like, do I go and get something to help him or do I just full on leave? Do I leave? Can I get away with that? Phil is back, back again. Phil is back. Don't tell Keanu or a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yes, Phil is back. Phil is back. The old gangster of EastEnders is back for revenge. 
he's back saying Keanu. Oh, do you know? It's so nice to hear it one last time. I think time. I kind of built my hopes though, you know, after we had that whole conversation where you were like, I hope like Phil says, <laughs> um, like Keanu, and he goes, my name's Keanu. I was hoping, you know, when they're arguing yeah. on the boat, I was really hoping that that was where it was going to be. I know. Where you say, you Maybe know, I've Keanu. done this for you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Keanu. And he goes, it's Keanu. I just <laughs> wish we had gotten that. That would have been absolutely brilliant. It would oh, have just be great. been fab. It would have it would have made my night. would have made my whole week. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, I would have took it as a duck-duck. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a great duck-duck. But um, Phil's back. He's back for business, clearly, because he's been making those calls. And we now know who those calls were to. Shirley. Apparently, Shirley can just get hold of a gun <laughs> randomly. I mean, I know she, she did some time in, um, you know, in a prison a long time ago. Bad girl style. But does she have that many criminal connections other than Tubbs? I like how Shirley just kind of... Goes in and out of the gangster life. Gangster she gets to yeah. She kind of just comes in and out. She's like more bigger, but more fluid. She kind of just, just goes back and forth. When she's needed. Yeah. She's and, a gangster. And it's always you need, kept. Not the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's always kept very under wraps. So she'll be like working in the Vic, then all of a sudden giving guns to Phil. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's kind of never touched upon like how she's, like she's doing arms it. She's dealer. Or why she's doing it. She just does it. She just knows. She just knows people. She just knows. Love you. Love you, Linda Henry. She literally looks like my mum. She really does. <laughs> so yes, Phil armed with his ill-gotten gun decides he's going to go and interrogate and threaten Keanu's mom. Karen. I mean, to be fair, Keanu didn't think this through, did he? You threaten the boyfriend of one of the Mitchells, they're probably just going to go and threaten all the people you love. Yeah. You have more people to lose than what Ben or Phil have. You have a whole whole bloodline there. Your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your potential girlfriend, your future child. Like, what was Keanu thinking? I don't think he was thinking at all. No. Because none of it really makes sense as to mm. why he was originally, well, out, what would we say, kidnapped? Yeah. He was taken hostage at Christmas, I guess. Yeah. And then Martin didn't really do anything. Do anything. So he thinks to get out of all this and get his revenge, he's going to do something very similar. But also revenge for what? Yeah. Because nothing actually, like, listen, I know it's not nice that they obviously tried to murder you, but like revenge for, for that, that seems like really mad. He could have just went on the run, had a good life. He could have disappeared and enjoyed his life. Yeah, exactly. He's only running from the Mitchells. It's not like he's actually running from exactly. the police or anything. Just avoid Portugal. Just yeah, avoid just, por- Portugal. Just avoid Portugal fine. on your travels. Have a nice time. Get a tan. Yeah. See? Simples. Instead, he decided he was going to keep Callum hostage and that then drove Phil to ca- kidnap or attempt to kidnap Karen because he was convinced she would know where he was. Karen doesn't look like the kind of person I would imagine is very good at lying. <laughs> I think she's she's very good at a lot of other things, but I don't think she's very good at lying. I think she's one of those kind of upfront people. So when she tells Phil that she doesn't know where Keanu is, really, you probably should have just took her at her word because she would just tell. Yeah. Like, she would be like, you're not getting to him because he's far away, blah, 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 or something like that. She'd be mouthy about it. She wasn't lying at the time. She actually yeah. didn't know she didn't know where, where he, was. he was. She'd seen him, but she didn't know where he was now. Yeah. I mean, the answer wasn't good enough for Phil, who then proceeded to really get scary and get in her face and threaten him all. Thankfully, though, Billy turns up with a handy vase. Yeah, and smacks him over the head. Yeah. I'm confused because then after that, 
they were talking about him and yeah, yeah. what had happened. And none of them saw a grown man <laughs> get up and leave. <laughs> He's like a ghost. You know, fills a lot of things, but I'd never thought he was a ninja. Like, he literally just disappears. It's like the scene out of a horror film, isn't it? They love doing that, don't they? They've brought a lot of horror elements to EastEnders recently. But that scene where they're like, they think the bad guy's dead and they look over, he's gone. That's literally what they did. <laughs> they just did that. Love it. Absolutely love I it. I just struggled to believe they wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> Phil like, <laughs> puffing and puffing his way out. I mean, he's not getting any younger. <laughs> like, you know, his, his bones will be creaking, his, his, his ankles will be clicking. Like, come Surely on. he'll have had a bad back at some point exactly. to bring come that on. in. So when he gets up, ooh. Yeah, ooh. Gotta do that noise. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Them noises. Yeah, you would have heard him. And he would have to shuffle off. But nah, didn't even spot him. He ninja his way out of that apartment. Never got saw by anyone outside as well, by the way. So God knows how he got out of that, <laughs> got out of that building without being seen. I mean, the square's a very busy place. So he just ninjas his way out. And whilst he is obviously interrogating mothers and trying to find their sons and kill their sons, <laughs> one mother was having a lovely conversation with her son, a last conversation with her son. Oh, God. It was Sharon. Sharon. Sharon had finally got Denny back on board. All this time we've been waiting for him to come round and and get back t- to loving his mum and not, you know, calling her horrible names and living with Shirley. Yeah. It was <laughs> such a weird story. Um, he's, he's decided he's forgiven her and he's going to leave with her. But only if it's just them three. And she promises. No that. Keanu. Because obviously he thinks he's dead. He thinks Keanu's dead, which is also probably another reason why Sharon feels guilty because like he did demand to know if Keanu was really dead and she lied to him. So she's going to feel... A lot of people have lied to poor Denny. Yeah, poor Denny. I say poor Denny and then I remember what he'd done to Bobby. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just said Denny. <laughs> poor Denny. And then realised, oh, actually just committed cyberbullying and also caused the, the serious bodily harm of someone. Yeah. <laughs> of course this beautiful moment doesn't last very long because Danny runs off and well Sharon's taken hostage by Ben oh my god just when we think Ben's turned a corner and also Sharon just has the most stressful pregnancy she ever has. she's now being held at gunpoint who holds a gun at a pregnant, pregnant lady <laughs> well I mean we could say that about everything who slaps a pregnant lady who throws a pregnant lady out who like oh, throws her onto the uh, floor who leaves her homeless who like refuses to give her shelter Kathy, <laughs> <laughs> haven't forgotten that Kathy. I know she's trying to redeem herself. She's trying to now, but I won't forget it. I won't. You'll never. Forget I'll it. never forget. <laughs> we we don't forget anything. We don't forget anything here. Just people's anything. names. That's true. Father Dominic. <laughs> Father Dominic. <laughs> so Ben decides. No, I know what I'm going to do. Callum does make me a bad person but he's not here right now so i'm gonna be a bad a person pregnant lady hostage ben this is not okay this is an intervention from a20 we're telling you you've got to hang up this gangster stuff you've got to put that on a shelf somewhere pretend it never happened because we are not here for you harassing and taking no. a pregnant lady hostage sharon does not need this stress that baby's going to come out with three legs at this rate yeah i don't know how it's fine i know it's a miracle it's a shammer I mean, it's like, a bit touch I don't know if it's, but... I don't know if it's premature or if it was on time or late. I was like, with all the stress she's been under... It's a miracle it hasn't, like, you know, burst out of her chest or something like an alien because of the stress that she's been under. I mean, we still agree it needs a soap award. It is. For Lifetime Achievement. It's true. 
Can we Definitely. present that? <gasps> we could do it at the Sonia's next year. Oh yes. Yeah. Do the Sonia's. We'll give Sonia's. We'll give we'll give that baby a once we know his name. Yeah. We know to he now. We do, yeah. The show doesn't seem to because Oh yes, they the said, nurse she said she auntie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Standers. We're here all day. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Ben takes the pregnant lady hostage, then demands that she calls Keanu to tell him to free Callum. It's very dramatic. I love how he thought that Sharon would know all of that. Yeah. Like that Keanu was taking Callum hostage. Oh yeah, like she would allow that. I don't think Sharon's the type to She's take... She's not like that. Take, well, maybe now after what's happened to her, but definitely not... Ne- not at, at that this, time. Not at this point. Yeah, not at this point. I don't think she's gone crazy Grandma Mel on her. She was angry at Phil and she mm. was angry at Ben. Yeah, she didn't like him. Yeah. But she, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't care that... Would kidnap someone. No. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't care enough to kidnap anyone and she certainly wouldn't have done it to Callum of all people. Exactly. She likes Callum. Yeah, I, I just didn't get the logic here. Yeah, it's weird. But Keanu doesn't listen to her. He's still convinced they're going to get that happy ending, isn't he? He thinks that, no, no, they're <laughs> going like, to run off into the sunset. She's like, it's over, Keanu. It's over. It's, it's over. over. We're not going to run off into the sunset. I'm going to leave with Danny. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll go get Danny. <laughs> Sorry. What? What is happening, Keanu? Are you listening to maybe like one half of the sentence? Yes, he's listening to what he wants to hear. Yeah, he really is. She's already dumped you. She's dumped you, Keanu. You're not going to you're not going to run into the sunset with her. It's over. <laughs> no, no. Go get Denny. Go get Denny. It'll all be fine once he gets Denny. I think Denny will have a heart attack when he thinks you're dead. You think yes. he's seen dead people? So yes. He just leaves Callum. Just leaves Callum right. in that warehouse. This was so weird. So he's chained him up and rather than say anything or do anything, unchain him maybe. Yeah. He just runs off. And I've got lots of questions. Mm. It's a bit like the Leo situation. Where does he go to the toilet? Yeah. Is he dehydrated? Is Keanu feeding him? Is Keanu helping him to the toilet? The, that is another one. Yeah. And I do mean, think he does? He must. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird. He must. He goes, Toilet time, Callum. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Poor Callum. He's like had the worst week ever as well. I know like obviously some other people have it bad. <laughs> Denny. But Callum's had a right hard week. For like two weeks he's been like locked up in a dirty warehouse by chains. Hasn't really ate anything that we've seen. Hasn't been given any water. I mean he looks that fantastic considering. Seen. He looks fantastic for malnutrition. And has like had this wound on his head. Untreated by the way. For ages now. And he's done nothing. He's literally done he's nothing. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. What, he didn't report his boyfriend to the police for a crime that he may or may not have committed with no evidence against. <laughs> Sorry, Keanu. Like, you know, come on. That would be difficult to, to, to make someone do. But Callum did find out he's a magician. True. He True. got those chains off himself. It's not all bad. He did a little Darren Brown, didn't he? He did. Just Houdini did his way I out was like, there. Callum Houdini? Yeah. Completely got himself out of them chains. Don't know how, because he kind of just rattled them and (laughs) like almost like rubbed them against it as if he was like rubbing, you know, like cutting through rope or something. He was doing that a bit and then suddenly he just fell off. I was like, oh. And then he stumbles away and falls into a skip from quite a large height. Callum. Callum, Callum, Callum. It's not a good time for poor Callum. You know. I can't say poor this time because he has done done nothing wrong. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. Callum is that kind of cute, cutesy dumb, isn't he? Mm. He's dumb cute, isn't he? <laughs> we all love him because he's he's so dumb. He's it's not all there up here. I mean, he's got to be smart because he's you know in the army and all these things. And he's done lots of other great things, but generally his like, I don't know, his sense of direction, 
his sense of um, where he's going and things like that, all of that seems to be very limited because he always seems to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Shooting Mick, falling into a... I mean, who, who presses a gun's, like, trigger <laughs> as the door opens? <laughs> like... <laughs> ben, without even looking into the room, he just walks straight through. It's like the most clumsiest man ever. Falls, like, three floors. <laughs> Thankfully, he has survived, but for how long, we just don't know, because he's just kind of lying there in a skip. I just need them to find him. I'm really worried. Oh, I know. I'm getting traumatized now. It's probably triggering my anxiety. I don't know how long he's been in there in like EastEnders terms. I know because time I just isn't. he's been there for so many weeks because we've obviously only been seeing the same day. It's it's time, isn't it? It's time in EastEnders. You just don't know where where you are with it. Shirley comes to oh. the so-called rescue. Now Shirley is all of us. She is. Shirley is all of us when we can't find something, so we just kind of look round. Yep. Where they. No, it's not there. So she's going, Callum, Callum. Then she changes up halfway, halfway. But she's just walking around in the same little sections. Yeah. It's like when you can't find something in your house and then someone else in the house goes and finds it and goes, it was there all along. And you're <laughs> like, so ah, yes. It so is. Ross, like my partner, calls it a, a Connor look. Because that's what I do. I go, I can't find it. I can't find it. And then he goes, it's right there. It's an Emma look in this house yeah, as well. Same, yeah, same, same. We all do it. We all do it. And Shirley's no different. She did. She just kind of stood there in the middle of that warehouse. Didn't even look around any yeah. of the rooms or anything. Just it's went, just a case of shouting, Callum. Callum. Nah, right, he's not here. Callum. Oh, I guess it's a bit cold and it's getting late. I might just go home. That's what she was like, wasn't it? <laughs> it is oh. me, though, looking for something. I'll just look like that and oh. then I'll go, nah, it's not there. She's probably like, oh, he's standing us on tonight. <laughs> if it's not in an obvious place, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't look properly. Yeah. <laughs> People are lazy, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> So poor Callum's basically just left at the bottom of like a few flights um, and just left there, struggling to breathe and begging for Ben. <laughs> it was so traumatic. I'm not over it, Emma. Free Callum. Free Callum. We need to start find Callum. Find, if he's not found. Oh my God, I'm going to have to put up posters. If he's not found, I swear to God, within the next week, I will be rioting. <laughs> I will be writing to my MP. <laughs> I'll be going down the street protesting with my, <laughs> with my posters. Exactly. It's what we have to do. But the other thing that we have to talk about is how did Shirley know where to go? Well, that's easy. Keanu told Phil because the two of them have had one mighty clash on that boat, haven't they? Ooh. I mean, we thought Keanu's just run off to try and find Denny to try and fix his relationship. That's just not, not even... A thing anymore. I love that Keanu didn't really mention to Denny, like, I'm not dead. It's like, you know, he's just you gonna must know that I'm not dead. Hello. Like, because remember, your surprise. mother loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, so Keanu just decides he's gonna, why did he go that way onto the boat as well? Because he's literally lurking around on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just going in, lurking around on the roof. Um, naturally, when you're lurking around on the roof, that's probably where other people who are criminals and bad people lurk. So Phil comes charging at him and attacks him. Wrestles him to the ground, starts fighting with him. There's a whole Keanu versus Phil. Phil basically says how much of a son he was to him and how he gave him everything. He gave him everything. I gave you the keys, Keanu. I gave you the keys. Sorry, Keanu. Give me the keys, Keanu. But then Phil basically is ready to kill him, isn't he? Shoves him down, derails the boat. and And basically holds a gun to his head. You think it's all over? Well, but there's Ben. It is now. 
because Ben's arrived and Ooh. he is not going to allow Phil to kill Keanu. Isn't it funny? We were like, oh, is this so nice? Like, Phil's finally accepted Ben. I know. <laughs> lovely moment when Phil went on the run yeah. and left Ben to go back to Callum. And now there's Ben holding that gun like, I'm, I'm going to kill you. you. <laughs> I'll kill you if you try and kill him because I need to find my boyfriend. He means more to me than you. <laughs> Which, Which was nice. And I can understand yeah. that. Phil's never really been there for Ben. No. And Phil also should understand it. Phil has put women before his children before. Shirley and his mother. Shirley, Phil understands why where Ben's coming from. Baby, baby, baby. Ah! That's the sound Sharon was making. As Kathy tried her best to, you know, comfort her in her time of very, very, very dire, dire need. It was nice to have Kathy back on Sharon's side looking yeah. after her, especially when she was doing all the references back to Angie. <sighs> It was so good. Saying she missed her and that she would... That she would never forgive her if, like... Yeah, she would she never didn't. forgive her for yeah. if she was doing a runner and just saying, I'm not helping you. It was nice. It was really nice. All this little, like, fanfare back to the past. It's been great this week. Yeah, we even had a captain with the second name Cox. Oh, it stinks in here. <laughs> nice little throwback to Reg. Yeah. <laughs> the man with no lines. The man who never had a line. <laughs> the man who launched EastEnders but I never know. had a line. The most important person in EastEnders, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Some great little fan moments. What I have to say is the execution of this whole whole week has been fantastic. And no episode was the pinnacle of that other than this final one. This final one summed it all up. You had the greatest symmetry ever. You had Kathy was trying to help um, Sharon give birth. The baby's obviously in trouble. But just as the baby's born and is, is all right, is revealed to be fine, Ian just manages to pull Danny out of that well, room. I thought that was so funny when um when the baby was being born and at the same time uh, Ian had oh. used the fire yeah, extinguisher yeah. to break down that door and Danny was going through, through the hole. hole. <laughs> so he's been born again. Yeah. And I think that was the moment I was like, it's 100% Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I felt like that all week. Yeah. But, but that was, that was the moment where I was like, yeah, like in a couple of minutes, we're going to find out Danny's a god. Life, death, yeah. birth death like you know it's all that stuff isn't it and also we we knew because then denny was like i thought you were gonna leave us there and then suddenly massive big wave of water comes splooshing in and we don't know what happens until later in the meantime in the meantime ben is saving keanu from who's got a brand new haircut in time for that ball party i love that i didn't understand that going on a run are you you trying to threaten someone gotta get a new haircut gotta jazz that haircut up no one's going to take it seriously if you've got a big mop on your head. One minute he's kidnapping, next he's getting a haircut for exactly. the boat party. It's a bit like Whitney and the, the knife. Oh, yeah. And the, and the, and the death. Oh, and the lipstick. Yeah. yeah. Quick change. She's had a whole quick change there. She's <laughs> one minute she's killing Leo, next she's on a boat party. Yeah. Why not, eh? That's how I spend my days murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> Murder by day, party by night. <laughs> kidnapping by day, partying by night. Oh, I love it. So, yes, Ben did save Keanu. Just for a moment, because then as soon as he does save him from Phil, they have a fight and Ben's like demanding where Callum is. They then, their struggle kind of takes a turn for the worse because both of them go overboard. They end up in the water and Ben hits his head for a moment. You think, this ain't going to look good. And then all of a sudden you realize what's actually happened. He's damaged his hearing. There's this horrible tone over as he's like, just his head. You can just hear this. And it's not the soundboard man. It's not the dodgy <laughs> sound effects. He hasn't sat on anything. He hasn't sat on anything. That is Ben's hearing at the moment. 
So that's our first little glimpse into what we know now has occurred. I did like it when they got in the water, when they were, when they fell in, and then Jack and Denise were calling for everyone. Oh, yeah. And they're like, is that Keanu? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> or on holiday. As he just swims to shore. And then I loved when Phil just got on that boat and uh, just cruised did, off. Yeah, when did that actually happen? I don't know. Literally, How did he get on it? It just seemed to like a teleport from the top of that yeah. boat onto another boat. Everyone else is on the rafts. Yeah. Just <laughs> fending for themselves. Phil's got all of the people on there. Phil's Security, you know. Off Phil's, he goes. Phil's like Callum. He's done a hoodie. True, true. He's just magic his way away. <laughs> it's all illusion. He was never really there. <laughs> so, whilst everything else is going on, Keanu's obviously, you know, getting himself to shore. They're being rescued. Denise is on their way, on their raft. I mean, they're a bit panicked about not being able to find people, but... Where is Paddy? I mean, they were calling Patrick, so to be fair, no Might one would respond to that. That is true. Paddy wouldn't respond to that mm. name anymore. So they're all sailing off into the sunset. They're all fine. Meanwhile, Pua, Mick and Linda are still trapped under deck. Oh, I couldn't watch it. I was holding my breath with them. You know so, when you're watching... It was when the water was up to our, like, yeah. up to our chin. She was like... Ugh. You watch an underwater scene or anything, you hold yes. your breath and you're like... <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yeah, or when you get a bit claustrophobic when people are crawling through tight yeah. spaces. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I was there with you. Yeah, that was so, so hard to watch. But thankfully, Mick does what we hoped he would just do. And he breaks that foot. Sacrifices the foot. He just, he says to her, he gives her a big puff of air, doesn't he? Because there's a, yeah. there's a whole, I mean, that was fab, by the way. That was like so cinematic, you know. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> and then like blows it into her mouth. Fabulous. Proper like air and rescue there, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> he then breaks her foot, which I have to say, I definitely felt it when Linda went, oh, oh I know, yeah. I definitely felt that. But thankfully, it does the trick and they get out of there just in time. I am glad Mick had those swimming lessons though, because if you think about it, he wasn't just swimming for exactly. himself. He was actually having to carry her because she couldn't swim. She couldn't swim, she couldn't kick her leg. Yeah. Can you imagine what EastEnders would have been like if that <gasps> had never happened? Yeah. That whole like the the whole swimming thing never happened. He definitely would have died in this <laughs> this boat situation. And then Linda gets on the raft with uh, Stuart and Rainey, who helped them on. Yes, yeah. And which was fab, by the way. She's not breathing. Yeah. Until a load of water comes out. Yeah. She's fine. She's she's all right. We're like right, cross Linda off. She's fine. She's safe. We can cross her off. Get her, get that crossed off, Emma. It's been like guess who? Yeah, guess who? <laughs> she, she's crossed off. Yes. But that does still leave us with our three potentials, doesn't it? Yep, we saw Ian He's thrown been, out into the, the water. He's thrown out and then he's kind of like carted off, isn't he? Yeah. You don't know where he's going. Denny's carted off and Bex. Bex has been worked on as well. So it looks like they're all in the firing line for who's gonna gan. <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile, for some light relief, <laughs> back to the square. Martin comes in. Sonia thinks it's Bex. And yeah. uh, she's very good at it, Martin. Mm. But this is the best. It's the best. Oh my line god, of the whole I loved week. it. It's the best <laughs> line the best of the whole week. It's the way she went. Come look at this. <laughs> it just opens the kitchen door to Leo lying <laughs> on the floor, dead. <laughs> it's a dead body. Come look at this. Come have a look at what's in the kitchen, Martin. See what I mean? She's going to start selling tickets. See, yeah, that's it. That's a new rug, man. That's <laughs> yeah. a new <your> rug. <laughs> a genuine Leo King rug. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Scare the kiddies. One of a kind. <laughs> I 
I loved our line after it as well when she was on about um they were talking about Bex and things like that. Martin obviously said, Well, how did you get rid of the police? I love this. <laughs> Play by trumpet. What do you think I did? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect reference to one of the greatest things ever, Sonia's trumpet. Sonia's trumpet. Would Sonia's trumpet like to maybe appear again today? Maybe. Well, I haven't seen her since the Sonia for ages. Da, 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 da. <gasps> Sonia's <laughs> trumpet. Oh, lovely to have you in the studio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got time for for Sonia's trumpet. She's a very, very, very busy person. She's meeting up with um, the Royal Orchestra later tonight so you know she's busy 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 diary busy diary i just love that scene it was not only the light relief we needed but it was the perfect character to do it it wasn't it it's such a sonia i have to say though i I did come away from that scene going again bex is in dire need (laughs) and both of her parents are doing nothing (laughs) well classic classic them isn't it it's just classic them we expect it now but back to the scene oh god so Ian and Bex, they're off to hospital. They're off to hospital. However, one... Isn't. ...person's not. One person's just lying there. Oh, it was so sad. It was horrific, I have to say. It was devastating because, for us, we we loved the old storylines, the classic storylines, and we loved Sharon and Dennis as well oh, when that came. They were know, iconic. They That was some iconic stuff. So the idea... That the child of Dennis and Sharon. Who they worked so hard for. Sharon thought she'd never have a child. And then also the grandchild of Den and Angie Watts. This is the bit that really hurts me. Like They have lost not only the bloodline there to Dennis Rickman. We have no more of him. It's gone now. We yeah. only have Vicky Fowler now. He was connected to Den Watts' mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. Unless Zoe, you know. Maybe. Maybe she kept a baby. Maybe <laughs> she kept know. the baby. We never, never know. know. It, things change. Yeah. Things change all the time. They do. You know, Kat had twins. Exactly. So you know. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that twin that she never knew about that suddenly had one. Yeah. So you never know. It's you amazing. Never know. All you need is a nun to come and tell you the truth. <laughs> See? See? That's all you need. So maybe a nun will pop around and be like, no, actually. Um, so we came to us, uh, but she, she actually had a child. She didn't get the abortion after all. She now lives with us in the convent. <laughs> he lives as Father Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Sadly, though, we've lost a legacy. We've lost a legacy. We've lost one of the biggest, and I have to say, one of the most entertaining legacies as well. The last few years with Danny have been absolutely amazing. Like, he's been funny. He's been, like, what you imagine, like a mischievous teenage boy to yeah. be. Like, it, he's played that part very well. The actor Blue has done phenomenal. I think it's going to be a big miss. And I mm-hmm. also think, I don't know where it's going to head because now yeah. is this going to break up Ian and Sharon's relationship? Because obviously oh, well, gonna if to. she gets that voicemail, she'll know, she'll know what he done. I think she, I think she will. That's this why is the, we had that moment. The baby Sharon has always wanted. She adores Denny. Like everything revolved around Denny. Mm-hmm. And rightly so. It's our yeah. son. And not only that, it was the last piece of Dennis that no, she had. No, it's the last piece of Dennis. The last thing of Dennis she had. That makes me so sad. And then you've got Phil, who treated him like, like his own, son. adopted him. Yeah. Definitely preferred him yes, to Ben, which we all know. Definitely. He was the son that he wanted, let's be real. Like, you know, that is the kind of boy he wanted. How is this going to affect them all? It's going to affect them all massively. Yeah. And how is Sharon now going to feel 
a new arrival, a new baby. Sally. Is she now going to resent this, knowing she's... that as she was with this baby, her other baby was dying? Was dying. So many questions. But leave it to Keanu to be the one to deliver them. Oh, all. God. Their faces, because obviously we saw Phil cruising. Yeah, yeah. And you could see his he face. He was devastated. Like, but Keanu's, you could see in it, like, he was I'm like, gonna oh have my to God, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go and tell her. Break the news. He's going to have to be the messenger. And we all know what happens to the messenger. We oh, all yeah. know what happens to the messenger. Whenever the messenger delivers that message, no one takes it well. So poor Keanu makes that walk, that long walk. How the hell did he walk? Did, did he have a tube? Maybe. Maybe he hitched a ride in the ambulance. Like Kathy did. Yeah. I love that. I know, taxi service. <laughs> She's like, my grandson's in hospital. Can I just uh, come I in? I know. That's what I was like, <laughs> it's not a taxi. It's not a taxi. I was like, sorry, what? Oh, yeah, just hop in, love. So we had, so yes, Keanu probably just hitched a ride like that. Probably just was like, oh, yeah, my um, my child's just been born in hospital. Can I just pop in with you and Bex? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, for general, please. Yeah. <laughs> so Keanu goes to the hospital. The minute he walks through the door, I mean, you know mm. that he's devastated. He knows. He knows himself what's going to happen when he tells her. Sharon announces that they have a son, which may in fact be a, a girl because the list doesn't <laughs> seem to be able to make up their mind. She then gets told the worst news a mother can possibly be told. I mean, she says she's, she knew, I think. I mean, she's going to absolutely act this Oh, it's perfectly. fantastic. Fantastic. It's going to be some great... It's the way she was with Dennis's death alone yeah. and Dens. Yeah, oh my she God. She was fantastic then. Yeah. It's going to show all of her acting prowess, yeah. this storyline. But the first line that comes out of her mouth is like, where's Denny? It's like she knew then. She knew. Mother's instinct, she knew. Yeah. And so he tells her and Sharon blames herself. Because she swore on his life. Mm -hmm. Originally when she was telling Louise, like, no, we weren't having an affair. Yeah. Then obviously she blames herself for having an affair with Keanu in the first place. I mean, it is so sad because obviously Sharon, Sharon isn't to blame for all of this, right? Like, I think everyone's actions have obviously led to this, but there's no guilt to any one person really. And Sharon's only guilty of falling in love with someone when her then husband was treating her like garbage. So to be honest, he was never there at the time, was Exactly. He? So it was on a holiday or work, as he so called she, it. She felt abandoned, she felt dejected and didn't feel much like a wife. She fell in love with someone and that's not her fault that now all of these crazy <laughs> events have led to this terrible, terrible event. Yeah, they're all going to be feeling some sort of blame, yeah. all of them. Ben will feel guilty because of the whole Keanu and him dynamic. Phil, Phil for the boat. For the and boat. Keanu. And for Keanu, yeah. Ian for locking him in the room. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. so many different so people many different. feeling different things. I think, sadly, there's no one to blame. It's just, just one of those events, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those events that have people's actions just led to it. And perhaps it was unavoidable. Poor Denny. Lost a legacy. It was lost a legacy. I'm still not over it. But Sharon delivered one of the greatest lines ever. I'll remember it forever now because it's one of those lines. It's one of those yep. moments. It's one of those moments where she just turns and goes, Get out! Absolutely phenomenal. I loved it as well. Give us like Louise vibes. Remember when she was screaming at the baby? Like after Keanu's baby would like it had only just been born. She was like screaming and screaming. It also at reminded it. me of Linda when she screamed, Get out as well. Oh yeah. Get out, get out, get, get out, out, get out, get out. Fabulous. Speaking of Linda. Oh, yes. She's finally admitted that she is an alcoholic. She can finally say it. Yeah. 
and she does love Mick. She doesn't want a divorce. And he goes, never thought you did. Oh. He knew. He knew she loved him all along. I love them too. I love them. They're like <laughs> mommy and daddy, aren't they? You just, you yeah. just, you'd love them. They're the mom and dad on the square. They are. Yeah. And then Shirley's like the mad grandma or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what she would be. <laughs> Gangster grandma. <laughs> yeah. And it was so good to see that this is what Linda needed. She needed a big shock to wake her up and make her realize, actually, I can't let this addiction destroy everything good in my life. It was good and it was a big moment for her. I'm glad that Linda's no longer going to be drinking from the bottle. I hope we see her road to recovery. And yes, it's not, not just hidden. like a quick fix. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think she needs to go to like maybe some therapy or something. We need to see her like yeah, have group therapy with like maybe Stuart. Yeah. Um, Even Rainy or something. Maybe sit down with Sharon. I don't really know mm. that that's going to happen because Sharon's got all of her problems. Got a, she's got a lot on at the moment. Yeah. But I, I, I'm looking forward to what the future holds for Linda. But... Whilst things are looking positive for Linda, Shiano's over. It's finished. The chapter is closed on that book. Sharon, I don't think, will ever forgive him um, or herself or their relationship. And so Keanu bids us one final farewell. Very tearful, by the way. It was very sad. And he departs via the tube. I want to leave this part. Yes. With some final questions. Right. It was an amazing week. It was. It was fantastic. fantastic. week. I actually really enjoyed all of the different things they did. I did. I loved every episode. I was excited to see each one mm-hmm. and I was gripped by each one and all the duff duffs were just... Perfect. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So perfect. Perfect. Much better than Christmas and New Year. Absolutely. Oh, thousand years. Redeemed it. Redeemed it completely. Absolutely redeemed it for us. But I still have questions. Go on then. Where is Patty? Yeah. Where is Patty? <laughs> Where is he? Where is Patty? When does Bex actually leave? Oh, good question. Yeah. If anyone knows. Because I feel like all these are obviously going to be tied up. Like, yeah, they this have is the to. Whole point. There's a lot of loose ends. This week was setting that up. Yeah. There's always going to be something going on on the back of all this drama. <laughs> but I just thought I'd ask anyway. Why did they kill off another legacy? <laughs> the future of the square is going to be brand new people soon. <laughs> I know, that's so weird, isn't it? This is the only problem I have with Killing Off a Legacy, yeah. is that now we're going to have to replace, like, when the cast get old, they will inevitably get old. We all age. We all age, people. Like, when they get old, who's going to replace them? Just random new people. <laughs> I can't take that. <laughs> Whole new cast. Will Louise and Vicky return for the funeral? Ooh, I would love to see Vicky back. I would really love to see her back. I feel like Louise's departure as well was so... So sudden. Yeah, I feel like she needs to come back. This is her yeah. the brother. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And she did Not biological, but No, but she grew up with him quite yeah. for quite a while, didn't she? Yeah. And most importantly, yes. Did the Queen Vic bust get saved? Good question. That was like heresy. Letting that someone should have went down there, dived down there and rescued that. Yeah, we saw it go down. Oh, we didn't see it come back up again. Who didn't pick that bust up when they were leaving? Because whoever that was, whoever was the last person out of that boat and didn't pick that that bust up, there for the kibosh. <laughs> there for the kibosh. Favourite scene of the week. And it goes to Sonia and Martin and Sonia's trumpet. Of course it has to. <laughs> oh, hi, Sonia's trumpet. <laughs> hi. 
thought you were gone. God, love that. Played my trumpet. What do you think I did? Classic. Fabulous line. Iconic. Favourite scene of the week. We may not have had slapping down, or should I say, slapping down, <laughs> our hero this week, but we are still going to rate it. Oh, of course, we have to. And it's got to be five. Five, five stars. Five Queen Vicks? Yes, we'll go Queen Vicks. Yeah, why not? It was perfection. It was. It was perfection. Where to begin? It was perfection. From the way that they shot it, the cinematography was fabulous, music choices and stuff, brilliant. The closing uh, music that they had played. <gasps> the new titles in the dark, oh, especially the new titles. for it. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. New I know, titles. they were good. The new titles were amazing. I loved them. Um, everything I thoroughly enjoyed everything yeah and everyone's individual storylines and then seeing them come together brilliant that is how you execute a story like that it was so good and that's why it's five Queen Vicks for me and five Queen Vicks for me we are gathered here today <laughs> to say goodbye to the boy who just wanted to sit in the kitchen and eat his biscuit the son of Dennis Rickman and Sharon Watts the grandson of Dirty Dead Watts. <laughs> and the step-grandson of Chrissy Watts. A pivotal member of Tiffany's gang. Why? This the young boy. The cyberbully of Bobby Beale. Lover of Dotty Cotton. <laughs> Denny. We now... Proceed onto E20's theme. A special recording for Denny Rickman as he did not receive a, a Julia's theme. Yeah, that's it. Welcome to E20's Spotlight. Where we shine a little light on you. We asked for your thoughts on Friday's episode and Denny Steph. I know, I know. I'm all right, Emma. I'm all right. We've got we're grieving hoodies on. We're okay. And what your favourite episode was of the week? We're going to kick off with Instagram and we have Rosa who said her favourite episode was Thursday's episode featuring Balam. She found Friday's episode emotional and will be thinking of the good times of Denny. Oh, I think we all will be. I think we're all, we're all on that emotional roller coaster at the moment. But when we come off, we're all going to remember Denny fondly. He was only wanting to sit in the kitchen and eat a biscuit. He'll never be able to do that now. He'd be sitting in that kitchen up there in the clouds. Oh, please, eating a biscuit. Eating a biscuit. Those were the good times, weren't they? They were such good times. <laughs> such good times. I really enjoyed his storyline with Tiff as well not long ago. You yes. know, when he joined the gang. Yes, when he was but like, like, he was in love with Tiff. Yeah, I enjoyed like all that yeah, going me on. Because I thought he was quite funny then, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh. Well, Maybe it wasn't good times for him, but... No, probably not, because, you know, he was involved in that <laughs> drug dealing and things like that. But it just reminds me of when Sharon went and punched the drug dealer. Oh, such a good <laughs> moment. Not have moments like that again. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to have to read another comment to take my mind off of it. Right. So another another commenter on Instagram, Tegan, says her favorite episode was Friday. With the way everything tied together, it was amazing. Completely agree. Yeah. And she goes on to say, in regards to Denny, it was a big loss of a legacy character that could have had a lot more to do in the future. I can totally understand that. I agree. There's a, there's a lot of loss of potential mm. there. A lot of stories that could have been, you know, could have been navigated with him. Yeah, I would have liked him actually to explore a bit more about what happened to Dennis. Yes. Maybe he would grow up to be a bit more like Dirty Den. Exactly. Like, who could so he have been? Things. Could he have been a bit like Dennis? Could he have been a bit like Den? Would he have ended up like Phil? Yeah, so many, so interesting. So many different avenues they could have went down. And I understand why they did it. I'm not like, you know, completely against it. It's not my personal favorite choice, but it was shocking. It was, it did what it was meant to do. But I do feel like we've lost a legacy mm. character. I, I can completely agree with uh, Tegan here. But she did say she's excited to see how Denny's death affects the square and in particular Sharon and Ian individually and together. Again, completely agree. Cannot wait. That's the one thing that this death is going to definitely bring. It's going to bring two characters who have been in since the start and put them at the forefront, yeah. which is what we like. It's what EastEnders is meant to be about. So it's going to be very exciting to see. It's going to be interesting because obviously with Denny leaving the voice note about... Ian. Oh, Ian's head might be on the chopping block. Oh. I'm sensing a crazy Grandma Sharon. <laughs> I'm sensing that's coming down the line. She's going to put on our Mel jacket and, you know, totally embody her. Let's hope. We also have a comment from Rachel who said her favourite episode was Friday, even though she found it very sad. It's so sad. It was so beautifully done. It was so sad. It was. And seeing Denny go was so sad. Beautifully, beautifully done beautifully done and i have to say was he didn't get like a julia's theme mm. as such they did have that beautiful somber music that yes. played out over the end and i kind of just took that as denny's julia theme same <laughs> like <laughs> i was like oh fabulous he's got his own little theme going out it was so bleak and devastating but like beautifully so it was fantastic it was really well done i have to be honest it was well done it's very sad very sad but we'll get over it we'll, we'll, we'll get there together <laughs> i'll read another comment before i start crying again i think he's gonna cry you know i do <laughs> so steph said on instagram that friday's episode was beautiful and amazing and that she found it emotional steph says it made her very proud of eastenders yeah we are as well i'm very proud of eastenders i have to say they've executed this entire week brilliantly and it, brilliantly and it's a hard thing to do they were trying to juggle different perspectives yeah sure everything lined up adding lots of new features in lots of new styles of music sounds and, and trying new things you don't know if it's going to go right or wrong exactly. how people are going to take it exactly and there's paid off there's a hundred percent paid off they should totally give themselves a pat on the back it was a great week to remember the 35th wasn't it i'm not going to forget that Exactly. We also have a comment from Sean who said he loved the whole week of episodes and found Fridays very sad. <sighs> what can I say? Like, they were they were great week they of were, episodes. They, they were fantastic. Were, they were fantastic. And it was hard. I remember thinking about which one I preferred and I was like It's difficult. Oh my god. Because I was putting this question out. Mm. We were sat like Which one do we like? Which one do we like if we're asking other people? <laughs> I think 
I so liked hard, Monday so the the most for me personally. I did. I loved Mondays. I thought Mondays were so good. It just it just had <laughs> you on the edge of your seat. But it was such a good week, like constantly they were yeah. just delivering. Yeah, it yeah. was great. But with you, I loved Mondays. Yeah, and I totally get I totally get it, Sean. Friday was very sad. Oh yeah. Um, but the whole, I agree with him. The whole week was it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic to watch. On email, Annie May messaged us to say, what a week of episodes. She doesn't think she will ever get over them. Oh, Which is exactly what we just what said. We just said. It's, like, it's iconic now. Uh, Annie May also loved how Monday, Tuesday and Thursday were all focused on different families. Oh. And that Friday was the climax. She is loving Peter Newhead Beale yep. already. And he's a giant. Yes, he is, isn't he's he? He's so tall. He is very tall. <laughs> That's so true, anime. Because I'm five foot one. I would love to stand next to him and see how tall he actually is. I mean, but he is deliciously handsome, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't real. mind standing next to him. Just stare at him. <laughs> Just stare up at him. <laughs> and she hopes Callum gets saved this coming week. Oh, we do too. Yeah. Why is too. no one finding him? Why haven't they found him? Shirley, get back Shirley! to that warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Annie May can't believe it was Denny who died, even though yeah. she could see it coming. Yeah. It was still a big shock. Mm. She goes on to say that these episodes make up for Christmas and New Year. Totally. Yeah. We, I 100% agree with yeah. this. Every every line of it, I do. Christmas and New Year, you know, every one of our listeners know. We were a bit meh. We were a bit meh about it. <laughs> but I have to say, this week has blown my mind. It has been amazing to watch. So redeemed it. And yes, again, like with the whole Denny thing, we kind of knew it was him. Yeah, it's still... Yeah, it was still shocking. Yeah. It was it was weird. I think every part of you knew it, but was but like, to, might not be. Yeah. Wanted to hope. <laughs> yeah. We were hoping he wouldn't die. <laughs> it won't be him. <laughs> oh, we'll never get the reveal storylines that we created. Oh! <laughs> oh my god yes if anyone would like to go back and listen to us being incredibly stupid at christmas and thinking of an, of an amazing storyline oh yeah of denny revealing the affair go ahead yeah <laughs> just revisit all of our previous episodes where we say how excited we are for all the storylines denny's getting <laughs> oh that's, enjoy yourselves that's aged well hasn't it <laughs> I think a lot of our theories have. <laughs> hey, my Sharon and Phil one will age well. Exactly. That it one's going to come there, true. Baby. Yeah. It will be. So on the Twitter now, Jamie said Thursday and Friday were the best. Those episodes were so jam-packed with drama. They were some good, good episodes. But Jamie also says, please save Callum. Shirley was useless. She was. She was. She was literally like, uh, no. Okay. Everyone knows I love Shirley. She's my mum. She literally is my mum. My mum looks like her. We make a joke. It's the whole thing. So I was absolutely devastated when my mum did not find <laughs> Callum. How could she do that? Who's going to make the pasta? Jimmy also said Ben choosing Callum over Phil by stopping Phil killing Keanu was everything. I think that's the moment we've waited for. That is. I've been waiting for that moment for all my life. Like, it does feel like that, doesn't it? I think it's because Callum does genuinely care for Ben, mm. while Phil has... We know what Phil's been like he's with He's wishy-washy with it at so best. this is really a turning point for Ben, where he's like, yeah. Exactly. We're saving Callum. I love it, because it's it's that moment, isn't it, we've all been waiting for, Ben to turn that corner, Ben to become human again, to not be so cold and cut off. And this is it. He will do anything for love. He will literally kill his own dad for love. He will do anything for love. <laughs> Wouldn't be an E20 podcast if we didn't sing it <laughs> badly on it. 
And lastly, from Twitter, we have Melanie, who said that the announcement of June Brownleaven, who plays Dot, took over Friday's episode because she was a much bigger character who has been in since the beginning. I can't understand where you're coming yeah. from there, Melanie, because it did a little bit, didn't it? Like people I know, were talking about day, that. What a day to release I that know. information. So who, who, who in that <laughs> press office decided Come on, that? Guys. Come on, guys. Do the Saturday at the very least. Yeah, wait a day. I'll bring it out a day early, you know. Oh, on the very, <laughs> like on the day. On the day where it was all kicking off. Oh, I do feel like it did overshadow it a bit. And it is a bit devastating with like the, the notion that we might not actually get an actual episode where Dot leaves. It seems wrong to have Dot leave off screen. It like is. I think for her to come back and film a special episode would be the right thing. Yeah. If she does want to leave. Even just a brief one. Yeah. Well, thank you all for sending your thoughts in. We really appreciate them. And hope to hear from you next time on A20 Spotlight. Duh. It's time for Guess Who, the classic edition. Yay! Your favourite game, guys. It's your favourite game. Well, me and Emma have a bunch of different faces and, you know, names on our sheets. And we have each selected one person. And now we're about to question each other, interrogate each other to find out who that person is. We'll let you start. <gasps> Lovely. So, are you male or female, Emma? Female. Okay. Okay. Just start crossing off all It's the such a long list. I do think we need music for this bit, so I'll, I'll sing. Okay. All around me are <laughs> familiar <laughs> faces. Go on, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you male or female? Oh, no. I'm female. Okay. Do you remember last time when I was crossing off all the... Oh, so funny. You <laughs> crossed off all the wrong ones. <laughs> I just go, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's so many. There's so many to cross off, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if there's long... Interval music. <laughs> Interval music. Enter here. It's <laughs> um, got all your classics here. Like Barry, Barry Clark. <laughs> I'm still going now. And they're all falling off. <laughs> Did you have a husband who you hit over the head with a frying pan <laughs> and cheated with a woman called Mrs. Hewitt? No. Okay. So you're not Pauline then. Oh, no, I've just... Oh, no, I've done it again. I've crossed off the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, okay, I'll I'll try and recover that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a little willy? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I'm not Ethel. <laughs> Did you perhaps get pregnant by Dirty Dan Watts? No. Okay, so I'll cross off Michelle. <laughs> have you recently on a podcast mm. said you are leaving the show no i've crossed off dot <laughs> oh no me pen's running out oh no you can just borrow mine if you want <laughs> just what thank you it's like in high school when you used to borrow each other's pens <laughs> did you ever work in the vic no 
<laughs> the anticipation. <laughs> oh, Father, d- damn it. <laughs> you still want to say Dominic, I know, don't I you? I still want to say Dominic. Okay. I'm just looking. Did you just wish Barry had worn slip on shoes? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I borrow your pen? Mum, I've got a snap for. Did you, there you go. ever throw Barry Evans down a cliff? No. Oh, okay, so you're not Janine either. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, have you ever worked in the Queen Vic? Yes. Oh. That's going to help you narrow it down massively. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Okay. Did you shoot your husband, Ian Beale? No. Oh, so you're not Cindy then. Were you married to Den Watts? No. Okay. Did you ever fake your death? No. Ooh. God, this is a proper game of guess who now, isn't it? <laughs> Did you recently give birth? No. You'll know who I am now, surely. I think, yeah. Yeah. Do you have lots of children and continuously let them down by (laughs) choosing men (laughs) over and over again, even in your old age, when you've now moved away and have shacked up with a man? No. So you're not Carol then, (laughs) Kay. Kay, get rid of Carol there. Are you Peggy? Yes. Yes. God, I should have just been, get out of my pub. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, who are you? Ethel? Do you know what I thought? <laughs> and that was classic Guess Who. Memories of EastEnders tonight. Yes, we're going to look back at our favourite characters and memories and scenes over the years. And obviously, we're going to have to add in our weirdest. Our favourite weirdest, yes, of course. Yes, our favourite weirdest storylines. Everyone who listens to our podcast know. We love the weird storylines. We become weird obsessed ones. with them. It's all we talk about. <laughs> it's like bread water. Oh, God. I mean, that's a whole podcast in itself. It really is. It is. We'll just get his name right. Yeah. Yeah, Father. Father Dermot, not Dominic. <laughs> How I got that confused, I don't know. The producer is called Dominic. Maybe that's Maybe it Maybe you fused them fused together. The two together. Yeah. Maybe I always dreamed that he would star in it as well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's Cat's son. <laughs> So yes, I think we should start off with our favourite characters. So Emma, who is your favourite character? Oh, there's so many good ones. Oh, go on then. But I'm going to say Stacey Slater. <gasps> good choice. I mean, she is amazing, isn't she? We all love Stacey. I've always loved Stacey as a character from the moment she arrived. I was Mouthy, like... fun. She's my character. I love her. She's yeah. great. Like everything she's done, I've enjoyed. Like every storyline, yeah. everything she's been part of. And I always think she adds a bit of humour to things, when, especially when she was younger and she was arguing all the yeah, time. Yeah, I love that. Even when, like, the the whole thing with her struggling with her bipolar, she was still mm. funny throughout that. I mean, remember when she, like, shoved, like, Janine's head in the flower bed? <laughs> just things like that are just brilliant. <laughs> like, she does, she executes it so well, and she has done so many good stories, so I can see why she's your favourite. I think mine, I think you probably know who it is. I do love a lot of characters. God, I mean, some people would say I'm even invested, obsessed 
with some characters you know really would they i mean your aunt babes you know i've got me little thing for some of the characters on red water but there is one character right who has always stayed present in my mind when i think of eastenders it's a character who i grew up watching and she does remind me a lot of my own grandma it's peggy mitchell oh icon what an icon what an icon she's a lines like get out of my pub get out of my pub all the different ways she said it every single one of them iconic when you think of eastenders you do think of her yeah you bitch you, you care, care. <laughs> just love it her and frank her and like archie all of the different dramas i mean she is eastenders isn't she she's quintessential east end london she says herself she's old east end proper lover and that's why she's my favorite character so now I think we should move on to favorite storyline. I'll start off this time. I'll kick it off. I think my favorite storyline was probably it's it's hard because do you know it really is. I'm trying to think like narrow them down. There's so many that really stand out for me. I think for the one that I've most enjoyed, I think I'm going to go with Balam because it's it's obviously something. It's a topic that's close to me. Uh, it's relatable and. I just love how like they've they've handled this storyline of him like struggling with his sexuality. I think it's probably the best version of it. Yeah, I've enjoyed this storyline, and yeah. it's nice to see Ben finally getting something. Like, yeah, yeah, like a happyish ending to a degree. I think although it had a very traumatic ending for me. Yeah. With Bradley falling. Oh yeah. Who killed Archie? I was hooked. Oh my. From the beginning. God. Yes. Oh, like. When it end, you kind of didn't want it to end, but you did because you wanted mm. to know who it was. But yeah, you were yeah, so course. invested the whole time. Like, is it playing Cluedo? I was like, who is, who it? is it? Who is it? Archie's death was so monumental. All the the build up to it as well, where they were all going in and having their, like, saying their piece to him. And then it was the aftermath where we were like, well, who the heck did it? And it was like, maybe it's not someone obvious. It's not going to be those people who went in. And it wasn't. And it was shocking when it came out. I mean, that scene. It was me. I killed Archie. And now, I think we have to move on to the one we've all been waiting for. Weirdest storylines. Yes, our favourite weird storylines. See, I've got a few. When Donna tried to have a baby with her brother, Vincent. Yes, <laughs> yes. That has, to, that has to be in my top as well. That was weird. Who thought, who was Do storyboarding we... <laughs> that and thought, incest, lovely. Because yes, they were biological brother and sister, but they were brother and sister. They'd been raised together. They'd been raised together for a very, very long time. It's so wrong. They're, it's so wrong. They were brother and sister. They literally said to each other, yeah. you're my brother, you're my sister. That's wrong. That's wrong. Can I have a baby with you? It was yeah. like, you need to get on Jeremy Kyle, love. You need to get on Jeremy Kyle and get told <laughs> that you are biological brothers and sisters. Remember that when those two blokes, Evo's... Oh God, yeah. Them two... I mean, that was one in a million chances as well because neither of them lived in the same didn't area know. of the country or anything. They didn't know that they were... Didn't know brothers. each other at all. Couldn't it... possibly. It was just completely random coincidence and then the results came <gasps> in and you are half-brothers. And they were just like... <gasps> Did they have the same dad? Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. The dad. The dad uh, it must have worked in different places <laughs> in the country or something and it fathered two of them, but it was just so... And they were a couple and they found out they were brothers, yeah. yeah. They only realised after he brought him home, didn't he? One of his family members Ew, said, no. I think that's your dad's son. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, I suppose Claudette didn't have to say that, did she? Because they were just all in on that. They were like, yeah, that's great. Vincent and, and her were loving it. They were just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a baby. Oh, 
How horrific. Oh, that, no, that was still an awful storyline. Gives us the creeps. I know. My personal favourite. The one we had storyline that I hold dear to my heart. I complain about it a lot. <laughs> oh, I forget what's going <laughs> It's Dark Martin. Yes. Or Dark Martin slash movie, more like. Yes. Let's be real. I just think that whole storyline is probably the weirdest storyline ever given to Martin's character. Anyone else, it may have made sense. Martin, it does not. Martin is a good man. That's his story. That is <laughs> that his character. They just assassinated his character by making him a dead But when he's been a good guy, he still had good storylines. Yes, it's he, so weird. I liked his storyline with Stacy, where they'd done the postpartum. Yes, it was hard-hitting stuff. That's hard-hitting. Oh, even his earlier stuff when it was played by old Martin. You know when like... He could, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. When he used to have things like dealing with the fact that Sonia gave up his child. Yeah. And like then his mother also wanted to keep the child and he was a bit like all over the place with that then getting the child back but Sonia leaving him for another woman all those things it was like he had a lot of good character moments struggling with the death of his brother another huge moment for Martin he did run over Jamie as well that was big storyline true and we saw the grief from that see you don't need to make Martin dark yeah I just think it's one of those weird storylines that I both hate and love because yeah. I just I just go oh god's sake but then I love talking about it <laughs> Yeah, I love a good rant. I think we've picked some good ones. We've picked some good ones. These are all just some of the reasons why we absolutely love EastEnders. And we thought we had to do this little moment to just show our appreciation and our love for all things Albert Square. This week's episode was sponsored by Captain Cox's Boats. Fancy a drink? Or maybe a sink? Or maybe you just want to drown some of your enemies? Drown, should I? I'll catch your boat. Hello, Phil. Now you know what it's like to be me! <laughs> Why did Kathy sound like Grant? What a night to be alive! <laughs>